All right, guys, welcome to our Wednesday Zoom call. Um, tonight's topic is going to be showing up for yourself. And right now I have Cam and Courtney, Kaylee and Michelle showing up for themselves. Um, themselves. I don't know what the Michelle, is that the right pronunciation? Is it themselves or themselves? You would be able to correct me on that. I think it's them, but I'm not the grammar police. I don't know. All right, cool. So whenever, whenever you were grading papers, that's not something you, you, you caught up on as long as the content was good. It didn't really matter. Well, I mean, fifth grade, it's like just a complete sentence would be nice. That kind of grammar is not not too biggie. That's good. Um, I learned how to write pretty complete sentences. That's why my Instagram posts are a mile long. Um, I'm sure most people tune out pretty quickly. But anyway, though, so already off on a little tangent there. Um, so tonight's all about showing up for yourself. Um, I don't have a whole, whole lot planned for this. Um, we're just going to kind of let it flow where it goes. Um so I actually, I, I made a post earlier today, so I'll kind of start with that um, on, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and it wasn't targeted at anybody. It was more of just a feeling that I've had you know, for the seven or eight years that I've run Thriving Lives. Um, I think the hardest thing, you know, obviously all the women that are on here right now, uh, Krista included there, you know, some of our check-ins almost turn into just more therapy sessions to, to an extent. It's, it's your, I don't like to say dumping, but I'm getting dumped on like with, um, with, with different issues that are in all of our lives. And ultimately I, that's exactly what I want because whatever those issues are, are going to impact our food choices, our exercise adherence and our sleep and our stress and all that stuff is a component of what it is that we're trying to work on. You know, how do we navigate stress? How do we navigate poor sleep, um, and life events when we also have physical goals or we have health goals or whatever the case is. And so that's all, all part of it. And I want all that stuff, you know, I, I want as, as elaborate as a check-in needs to be, um, depending on how your week is going, I want it to be as detailed as possible with it. Does that create a little bit more work and time for myself? Yeah. But that's what is ultimately going to get us to the promised land of, of whatever that is for everybody. Um, now with that said, one of the things that I, I always struggle with is, um, I can usually compartmentalize. Like if, if, if somebody comes to me with an, with an issue, I'm not sitting there thinking about their issue for the rest of the day, but it's that, um, sometimes you get, um, that, that fatigue, that compassion fatigue or empathy fatigue or things like that, which is what can, which can definitely be a difficulty, but a secondary problem, the one that I want to kind of preach on right now is, um, the hardest thing as a coach to see is when a client is, I see, I sense that they're quitting on themselves. Um, I usually will start by seeing that in absence and check-ins, uh, whether they just got started, they've been with me for a couple months, whatever the case is when I, you know, when I start seeing those check-ins start falling off, usually that means that they're not having a great week at a time, because if you're having a great week, I know like whenever I'm checking with my coach, I can't wait to report about the good weeks that I have, um, now, obviously those are important, but the, the weeks that are, are a struggle are the much more important reasons to be checking in. But so when I start seeing boss, can you chill out, bro? Can you go upstairs. Goodness. I just took boss on an hour walk and apparently that wasn't enough anyway. So the, the hardest part that I see though, is when I start sensing that a client is quitting on himself, you know, when it's only been a, a couple months and I can already see that they are fully checked out of the program. And oftentimes it's because there's a lot to work on with this stuff. It isn't just showing up to the gym and getting a quality workout. If that's all it was, it would be a very easy thing to overcome. Um, ultimately what, when we're, when we're working with these lifestyles and, and you're coming to me, most of us here are not 
even if we're somewhat experienced, it's tough to manage the stress, the sleep, the nutrition, all that stuff. So we have to give ourselves grace that we're not going to be perfect with it right off the bat. And then it's going to take time. It's going to take trial and error. It's going to take consistency. It's going to take communication. You know, that's why that's mainly the reason why people are here. It's not just for a plan. It's somebody to hold them accountable, accountable to that plan. It's somebody to help them kind of overcome that stuff. And if, and if you're, you're, you're not checking in because you're struggling, it's defeating the whole purpose of why you're paying me or why you're here in TLF, why you're hiring a coach in the first place. It isn't just a matter of getting a plan. It's sticking to that plan. And when things aren't working, whether it's within the plan or within your systems or your organization skills or whatever the case is, we've got to be able to communicate on that stuff and, and work through it. And, you know, if you, it's, it's easy to, to be motivated at the very, very beginning. Like whenever you first like reach out to me or reach out to a coach to start getting going, you're, you're obviously motivated. That's why you, you reached out in the very, very first place and you're ready to make a difference. You're ready to make a change. But that quickly fades. Once you actually get into it, into the nitty gritty of actually doing the hard work of doing the, the self-reflection and holding yourself accountable and meal prepping and, and planning out the gym and, and changing your sleep schedule, it, it can be very difficult, of course. Um, but it doesn't have to happen overnight. It doesn't have to happen week one or month one. It just has to happen over time. And it's a slow progression for some, and it's a really fast progression for others but we're all in completely different places and it's important to kind of recognize that. The main thing is, is showing up for yourself. And what I mean by that is, number one, I always say this, the, the biggest predictor of your success, at least within Thriving Lives Fitness, is showing up on check-in day. Is good weeks, bad weeks, is you're communicating that. But then showing up for yourself in every other way. You know, if you're constantly depriving yourself of sleep because you just want to watch one more episode, you're not showing up for yourself. You're, you're, you're falling into the immediate gratifying feeling of watching that show. And I get it. And to be honest, I did this, I did it last night. We were watching, um, it's called shrinking on Apple plus, I think, um, fantastic show. We're like four episodes into it. I watched one more than I probably should have. And I ended up, I was sleepy during like episode three, we watched episode four, then I wasn't sleepy anymore. And it completely threw off my sleep. I got like less than six hours of sleep because of that. I didn't show up for myself in that moment. I, I wanted that, that gratifying feeling of just watching that one more episode. Well, ultimately, all that led to was me feeling like absolute shit all day long. I've been tired. I had to over-caffeinate, over-caffeinate myself, which generally I would not do and I would avoid doing, especially when I'm tired. But I had the Zoom call and I want to make sure I'm here and present for you guys. Um, but so ultimately, I didn't show up for myself then, but it's it's not just then though. It's, you know, it's, it's getting your routines in check. It's showing up for yourself. And if you knew you could get to the gym on Monday and nothing popped up other than you just don't want to go all of a sudden, you're not showing up for yourself. You're not doing what you said you would do and commit to. And ultimately that's going to lead to negative feelings over the time. If you, if you're not doing the shit that you said you were going to do, then confidence is going to go way down. Self-efficacy is going to go way, way down. And um, you know, if you're having gut health issues, if you, if you're having low confidence issues about your body or about your habits or whatever the case is, then that's going to be a giant, giant struggle. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of this client, but I had a client today um, message me saying, you know, she has uh, two more months on her contracted time with me, essentially. And the reason why I have that contracted time is exactly for this reason right here. You're going to get a week or two into it and you're going to feel like, oh, I want to throw in the towel and I want to quit right now. Well, if, if you weren't contracted to pay a second month, you might just say, screw it. I'm not paying that second month and I'm done. And then you were two weeks in, you already gave up yourself. So that contract of time isn't just so I can make sure that I get 
paid worth my time. It's to also make sure that you have enough time with me and enough time that I can stay on you and stay on top of things that we're going to be able to break down some of these obstacles, some of these barriers, some of these mindset issues, um, some of these system problems and organizational problems and kind of get there. But so to bring it back though, she said she wanted to quit um, as soon as that fourth payment came out. I'm like, Hey, we're only, we're only two months into this right now and not even two months. Um, and on top of that, backing up a little bit more, we had a week or two that was lost in there. Not saying that you need to throw it all away for an AFC championship game for the Chiefs or the Super Bowl, but most of us do. I mean, to me, the Chiefs being in the playoffs is like Christmas all over again. The Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is like double Christmas. It's amazing. It's awesome. And you want to partake in that. You don't want to miss out on the festivities. So there's not necessarily a week lost, but it, at best, it's like a week of main maintenance. So in her situation, I'm like, hey, we've only had five or six weeks and we haven't even really gotten into this. There's other obstacles we got to work through this stuff and and um the reason why i'm kind of using her as an example is because i have so many of these 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 conversations with people and, and one of the reasons why she said she wanted to quit was that she wasn't being consistent well that's why you were here in the first place is because you weren't being consistent with your lifestyle stuff before so nothing has changed we still have shit to fix we still have stuff that we need to overcome and whatever issues you have in your life and stressors and 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 time constraints they're all going to be there six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, they might be a little bit lesser at those times, but all the same issues are going to be there and you're probably going to have different issues anyway. So if consistency is an issue, well, that, that's not a simple fix, but it's simple in the fact of let's just get fucking consistent. If that's your issue is consistency, then commit to being consistent with at least one thing. It doesn't have to be the whole gamut of, of our lifestyle stuff, but one thing needs to be consistent then. And once you build up one consistent habit, then we can add to that. And, and what I needed from this, because that client hadn't been checking in for a while, was I needed the communication. I don't, I don't know where you're at if you're not telling me where you're at. Um, actually, I just added something new to my, my, my client, uh, uh, new client questionnaire, and it's the very, very end of it. And it simply kind of asks, you know, how fast do you want to go with this? Are you ready to just fully dive in? Are you somebody who can just do a 180 in your life, or maybe you already have a lot of these systems in place. So you're ready just to tackle everything at once. Me as a competitor, if I was filling that out, I would say, Hey, I'm ready to dive on in. I already know what I'm doing with a lot of this stuff. Give me everything. Let's go crush it. Then there's a second one on there. Where it's, I can dive in on some things, but I'm not really ready to fully commit to kind of everything. Let's talk about that on the console call. And the other one is let's take shit slow, like real slow, like you're struggling with nutrition choices. Let's just make, let's just focus on one meal a day. Let's just make one meal a day nutrition based, whether that's a protein shake or that's your lunch or that's your dinner. You're going to conquer one meal a day. Maybe you don't work out at all. Let's just go on a walk three times a week. Let's start off really, really slow. And so why I'm asking that question is number one, to, to, to give that client a chance to actually find success. To me, because I'm so I've disciplined, I've done this for so long, just going on a walk three times a week that's not a version of success in my book, but for somebody who doesn't exercise, that's a huge version of success. And so that's given me an insight into where I need to kind of build their program. Um, but this kind of comes back to, I need, I got to know what's going on on your side of the tracks. And, and that's tough because it, it asks you to be vulnerable. It asks you to communicate that you're not doing very well in one way, shape or form. And, but again, I don't know that I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what you're not communicating to me. So you know, that was what was super, super crucial with it. And so we actually ha had a 40 minute conversation right before this. Um, I sent a long text and I, I don't like a long text because it 
it seems over direct. It might seem um, confrontational. I hate confrontation. I'm the least confrontational person ever, but I really hate texting, especially something that's fairly serious because it, it, it doesn't always come out the right way. And so I actually try to call ahead of time, sent the text afterwards uh, when I didn't get an answer. And then she called me right back. We had a 40 minute conversation. We worked through all that stuff. She was able to communicate everything that was not communicated during her check-ins and um, you know, uh, some difficulties. She has a couple teenage boys. Um, they play sports. Um, she has a, a side business on top of her, her own job. Like she's got a lot of, you know, irons in the fire. Um, but ultimately she, what, what finally kind of came, came through was that she wasn't happy with where she was. She's also a breast cancer survivor. And she's not happy with her choices currently. Um, she's not, a, she explained that she's not a very organized person. She doesn't have very good systems in place, which anybody, whether you have two kids or you're single with only a cat at home, if you don't have systems in place, if you're not a very organized person, that leads to elevated stress that just across the board, it's going to lead to elevated stress. You don't have all your ducks in a row and you're running around with a chicken, like, like a chicken with a head cut off, especially when you have two kids playing sports uh, and things like that. So you know, all these things, all those stressors, all of those lifestyle issues, all those organizational, organizational and system issues are going to be issues, whether it's today, two months from now, two years from now, 20 years from now, whatever the case is. And so ultimately all we needed to, to, to hear was that she's still not happy with where she is. She's just struggling because she doesn't know kind of where, where to go. The, the program is perfect, but it's hard for her to kind of just, you know, number one, get a system in place to be able to execute. Number two, when she has a bad day, locking back in. I think everybody here can resonate with that, whether it's today or maybe it was six months ago, or maybe it was a couple of years ago. Um, and if and if it's not the people here on this call, it's definitely the people that are listening. I mean, I have that conversation with 95% of my new clients um, and and people that have been with me for six months or a year is is locking back in the next day. It's It's not being angry about a bad day, but it's about locking in that next day and again, coming back to the topic of, of tonight is showing up for yourself. So what she did, though, was she didn't run from that phone call. She called me right back. We had that conversation. She was vulnerable. She let me know how she was feeling mentally. So she wasn't happy with where she's at. She wasn't happy with, with what she's been doing, her, her lack of prioritization for herself. Um, and this is another reason why you know I posted um, in, in, the, in the groups, um, I want to do a mom's call. Mom, a mom's a mom's call later on in April. Um, obviously, I'm not a mom and I'll never be a mom. Uh, no matter how hard I try, I'll never be a mom. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic towards the situation. I started Thriving Lives Fitness because I didn't like, you know, seeing what, what my mom dealt with a little bit with her own self-image and confidence stuff, you know, growing up. Um, and it didn't really resonate with me then. I knew I didn't like seeing that. But then when I saw that I could make an impact in, in, in changing other, other people's vision of themselves and their fire for life and trying to, you know, want more for themselves, you know, I saw that she sacrificed a lot of her time, a lot of her health for, for my baseball career, you know, me going to practice six days a week from literally the age of seven until I went off into college. Um, there was a lot of sacrifice there and I appreciate all that, but um, we've got to be able to make time for ourselves. So I'll just kind of save that, that conversation for that mom's call. But so essentially though, um, that's kind of where I'm at. I know I just kind of rambled and threw about 20 minutes worth of just shit at you guys. But, uh, ladies, it looks like we have all ladies except for Dexter on the call. Um, no, no obligation to, to share anything, but does that strike any points, any thoughts? 
Any things you want to add on? Any questions about any of that stuff uh, as I take a sip? Again, no pressure to talk. I'm just taking a drink. Okay, I'll talk. I will say one, at the beginning, I thought you were talking about me. No. But you weren't. You weren't. But that's how much I, it could have been me. I did see you so, message me today. I haven't got to read it yet though. Well, no, no, that's fine. But yeah. I just, it's, it's, um, I, I, I don't know what the right word is, but when you think it's only you, but really it's like 95% of the people are probably thinking or experiencing the same thing. Um, and just your relationship with food and time for yourself and all of that is really complicated and complex and very complex. Yeah. Which I wish it wasn't, but it is. So nothing profound, but other than it just resonated with me yeah. that, yeah, I could be, I could have been the person you were talking about. Even well, though I'm, I'm sorry if you felt of... attacked, but if, no, no, if, no, no, if that's that not, way, though, hopefully that's, no, no, right. that's not what I'm saying. I'm not know, feeling like I was attacked. I'm okay. I'm kidding, okay. Kidding. Okay. Okay. Um, but if you feel in that way, I mean, hopefully, hopefully that this was a good call then for that exact thing. Then again, I don't even know what your message said. I haven't got to read it yet, but um, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't at you, but it was for everybody. And like you just said, it, it's always helpful. I mean, misery loves company when we're struggling. It makes us feel better when other people are having the same struggles, which we're all human and we all feel the exact same way. Um, I don't think there's a person in the world that could not agree with that statement right there. And so that's another reason why, you know, I started these Zoom calls. I was horrified I should have started these Zoom calls, but I knew that there's so, you know, I'm dealing with the same conversations over and over again. And I don't like to say dealing with, cause it sounds like it's hassle. It's just part of what we're doing here. But to be able to come to together as a, as a group and be able to be like, Oh my God, I feel the same way as everybody else here right now. And we all deal with it in some way, shape or form. We, that, that should, that should help us take that deep breath and be like, well, shit, it's, I'm not perfect, but neither is anybody else. Marcus just said he got five hours of sleep last night, even though he's asking me about my sleep every week, he struggled with the same thing. And so like, we, we all have our own struggles with it. Like you said, it's super, super, super complex. Um, especially when, when we live in America and I, I don't even know if it America, maybe just this generation that we're living in just across the world. Um, food is always something that brings us together. Food is always a reward like as a kid hey if you eat your dinner you get dessert hey you get an a let's go get ice cream you know it's we're 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 filled with all this stuff not to mention everything that we see on social media everything we see on tv and all this different shit and it's very very complex and it's very um i don't know lots of lots of words that i think we could use to kind of describe that good or bad um but again that's 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 why we're here and that's the reason another reason why i started this is because you know i know that we're all of our education when it comes to nutrition, but not just nutrition, just all sorts of lifestyle stuff. We were never educated on that. You're, you're really educated by that stuff, by your parents. And most of our parents weren't, weren't necessarily doing the right things, or at least they weren't, they didn't have the same societal environmental um, stressors as we do today. They, they had, we, we might share some of those. We have a lot of extra shit now that we're dealing with. Um, we have, I don't know, 50 more diets than were around in the 1950s. We have about a thousand more diets than what were existed just a hundred years ago. So we are at a much more complex, a much more, uh, 
confusing time when it comes to sort all this stuff out, not to mention we want to work harder for our family to make more money. But sometimes that workaholic mentality or overworking or whatever the case is, then pulls away from our health. And now we're suffering with diseases and things like that. Or then we're so stressed out with work that we just can't wait to get to the weekend because then we can go drink and we can go eat whatever. And then we show up on Monday feeling like shit. And we know we wanted to go to the gym, but because we had a really stressful week that led to a really shitty weekend in terms of our, our, our choices when it comes to our health. Now we're back at square one on Monday morning at a job that most people don't even like going to. And they don't feel good because of what they did over the weekend. And it's this terrible cycle that, that I'm aiming to, to, to try to help people break, but it's, it's not just me on this. It's, it's you guys on the other end of it. And you've got to want that just as, as, as bad as I do. Uh, it was kind of the other part of that, that Instagram post that, that I made. Um, and again, that was all with, with, with good intention behind it. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. Something else totally kind of off, off topic, but I think kind of goes into it. Um, I don't know if it was a post or if it was a video that I watched or whatever it was, but it just kind of, um, I thought it was, it was helpful to me. So I think it would be helpful to other people. So you got two people, person A, person B. Person A eats, let's just use ice cream because that's an easy example, eats ice cream every single day. Is, is ice cream very special to that person anymore? Is it a special, or is it a special emotion that it elicits when you eat ice cream on Friday after you've had it Monday through Thursday? It's probably not that special. It's more of a fix. It's more of a, this is what I do. So this is what I'm doing. And it's just kind of part of what I eat every single day. And I'm just shoveling it down and not really thinking about it. Whereas person B eats ice cream once a week or once a month, or like myself, once every two or three months, which, which, which occasion is that going to be more special for the person who eats it every three months and really savors it. And is like, Oh my God, this is so damn delicious versus the person who has it every single day. If you're constantly just giving yourself all the shit that you just want in the moment that just sounds good, it's not that special anymore. That's why I love a cheat meal because all week I enjoy all the foods that I'm eating and I enjoy the way it makes me feel. I enjoy that it allows me to reach my goals. I enjoy that it allows me to have energy during the day to play with the kids at school, eventually to have a family and do all that stuff. But I'm definitely going to enjoy my cheat meal. I'm definitely going to enjoy the occasions where drinking, for instance, I drank a lot during the Super Bowl. I don't drink really any other times. I drink hard six times a year, whereas the average person is drinking, maybe not hard, but consistently week to week to week to week to week. And they're, and they're constantly kind of pulling themselves back from it. So, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, binge, you know, binge watching Netflix. I love that so much. I love getting to spend eight hours on the couch doing nothing but just watching TV and playing video games. But I don't, I don't do it every day. If I did it every day, it wouldn't be special. If I did it every day, I'd feel like shit all the time. And I want to be happy with where my life was. But if I do it on a Sunday after I've meal prepped and went to the gym and now it's 11 a.m. on a Sunday and we got nothing else to do and it's raining outside, I'm going to love sitting down to binge watch whatever shows you want to watch, movies, video games, and all that stuff. And I'm not going to feel bad for it because I just executed everything else the rest of that week. So when we give ourselves more of the things we need, we feel way better all the time. And then those, those special occasions, those moments where we get to indulge a little bit in whatever it is, it's actually special and, and it's actually much more worthwhile than the other times. Again, kind of off, off subject, but it all kind of goes into it. Um, so hopefully the theme of this kind of resonated with you guys about just showing up for yourself. Um, now, I do know a part of that, though, is, is you know, adherence to, to a plan. 
Um, so when I'm saying show up for yourself, I get it. Like chicken and rice is not for everybody. Not saying that that's even on everybody's diet plan. Cause it's, it's not, I, I try to mix it up a little bit. Um, but it's easy to prep. It's easy to, to, to eat. It's easy to mix up the seasonings and sauces and stuff like that. Um, but ultimately you might not be executing your diet perfectly, but control the other shit. Just because you, you didn't follow that diet perfectly, you can still make healthier choices. You don't have to go eat just junk food instead of that meal. You don't just have to go to McDonald's because you don't want to have that meal. Go get some poke. You know, go get it. Go get a tasty su- sushi bowl. Go get some sushi. Go go to go to a steak place and just get a nice lean piece of steak and some veggies on the side. Like you can mix your shit up and you don't have to just follow this really, really strict diet plan all the time. You can go off plan a little bit, but still pick things that are, that are aligning with where your goals are. Um, and with how you want to feel ultimately it to me is the bigger thing is how do you feel on a daily basis? Yes. Reaching that certain weight on the, on the scale is going to be awesome and really fulfilling, but you're going to be much more proud of all the work that it, that it took to get there and all that consistency that you did. Um, and it actually falling in love with the process is really what we're trying to get here. Um, is, is enjoying the suck, enjoying the, the struggle. Um, that's one of the reasons why I love comp prep because I love how difficult it is. And I love being able to be like, I smashed that day. I didn't want to go to the gym. I'm tired as shit. My legs feel non-existent because I have no fat or carbs in my diet, but I still conquer that. Now that's not sustainable long-term, but I love that feeling of, I did the shit that was hard and I did the shit that most people can't do. And everybody here, you might feel like you're not part of that top tier 1% of people out there that execute their lifestyles. But you are because 99% of the people are not sitting here on the Zoom call trying to get better on a Wednesday night at seven o'clock. So even if this is your only win for the week, you're still doing more than 99% of the people. And not that it's a big competition. Obviously, it's a much bigger competition with ourselves. But I I don't think it's a bad thing to want to do better than the other 99% of people that are around us. I like separating myself from, from the pack in whatever way I can. And I think we all do on a level. It's just a matter of, are we actually going to do the work to separate ourselves? And again, the six, seven people that are here right now is exactly what you're doing. It might not show on the scale tomorrow. It might not show in your progress pictures tomorrow. But if you keep showing up for yourself on the Zoom call or on check-in days or on days that it's time to go grocery shopping or to, to meal prep um, to, to the gym, reflecting on how your week went, filling out a gratitude journal. That same client that I talked to, she said that she had a couple of drinks last night and she was going to the gym and she felt ashamed because she was going to go sit in the steam room um, and sweat it all out. And I said, first off, you just honest with me that you drank a little bit last night. Second, you're not just going home to drink more, not just going home to eat shit tonight. Regardless how you feel from last night, you're going to the gym, you're making an effort to get to the gym, you're going to go sit in the steam room. Even though that's not a workout, you're you're doing something positive for yourself. And that needs to be, you need to be grateful for, 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 for that, um, that you're making that choice for yourself. And let that be a momentum builder for what you do going to bed tonight, waking up tomorrow morning and your intentions for the day. Um, and so set those intentions, set those priorities, because whatever you actually prioritize in life, whatever your actual intentions are that you are intentional about on a daily basis, guarantee you're going to, you're going to execute it more times than not. But if you're just waking up and walking through life with, without any sort of plan of attack, I'm not going to crush that day. 
you're not going to crush that. And nobody is. You got to have some sort of plan attack and be intentional about the shit that you're doing. But I know, again, I've said this a couple of times. I'm just going off on whatever um, I'm feeling with this, but hopefully all that's going to resonate with you. Um, I think I'm done talking. I don't think I needed to say anything else. I think I've hit it home enough. Chris has said, amen. Um, love to hear if you guys have anything, give yourself grace. Cameron said completely agree with that. Um, um, yeah, a hundred percent. I, I, I got think. something to say. Yeah, Dexter, what's up, dude? Uh, just to kind of emphasize on um, earlier when you were talking about like uh, the check-ins, how those are critical, like even when you're struggling. Uh, I don't know if you were, but just like this last, my last check-in was kind of like uh, one of those check-ins where I kind of let you know about uh, what, what I was struggling with. It doesn't happen often, but every once in a while I have periods where it's like, you know, life just gets like really stressful. Got a lot going on and I fall off with my meals or workouts and stuff. And like, just to kind of add to that, like, um, I almost thought about like not checking in because it's kind of like, because I'm like, I'm like ashamed. Like I know I had a bad week. I know I've been not doing that good. Yeah. And it makes me feel like almost like not checking in. But when I do, like, I'm really glad I do because like you give me like advice, give me things that I can do differently to alleviate some of that stress. And, and like and whenever, whenever, go ahead. I was going to say, what, what, what did I tell you to do with within your check? And you said, because you, you're starting a new job, you just traveled yeah. out of town and you felt kind of overwhelmed trying to do it all. And so what, what was my, what was my one thing I told you to do this week? Uh, one thing you said was to like, uh, take the week off if I need to. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't do the gym this week. Give yourself grace to have a week that you're getting prepped and, and managing that work stress to, to enter that new role in the best way that you could, because otherwise, if you're just trying to force everything, you're not going to do everything very well. Yeah, exactly. So, and then along with that, you gave me like some other tips, like with, uh, with my workouts, what I can do differently to like shorten the time when I need to and, um, things with my diet and like, just like getting, just hearing that, just like kind of just releasing stress itself. And then like this, week, you know, I just went in with a different mindset and then I was able to lock back in without feeling like how I felt last week. So just, yeah. just an example of how checking in can like really help you get back on track, even if you're doing bad. No. Yeah. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I didn't even, I didn't even think about it. I totally forgot about your check-in and, and what I want to show is the, 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 the difference though. So the weeks that you're doing amazing, which ultimately is a lot of weeks for the most part. Mm -hmm. All I say is, Hey, great job. Go, go smash it again. I might change your macros a little bit. I might say, go do this or that. But for the most part, Hey, go, go execute again during the weeks that you're struggling the most. That's when I gave you the most insight into to what to do this week. I gave you a lot more information because you needed more information this week. You needed to, to, to know that it's okay to take a couple extra days off the gym. You've been crushing it for a while now. Take, take a couple of days off, take a week off. You're not going to lose your progress. You're, you're somebody who's not going to go just eat like an asshole. Like you're going to still control some controllables and you gave yourself more grace. You probably still even got into the gym a little bit, but you weren't overly stressed about it. And if you had to miss a workout, you had to miss a workout. And ultimately that's where we all kind of want to get to is that we have these staples. We have these basics that we always follow for the most part, but some it's going to ebb and it's going to flow. Um, you know, and so, so that's definitely crucial to, to, to realize there. So, yeah. And I, I appreciate you checking in cause you didn't want to, and I, I I'm the same way. Um, I don't want to check in after, after a social week, but one other thing I want to mention about you personally, the Dexter is that last week wasn't a great week, but compared to three years ago, what was a bad week three years ago versus a bad week now? 
uh, three years ago, I was like, I go out, like, just eat fast food every day for the convenience. I probably like skip gym the whole week, uh, just things like that. Versus now, I still have on a bad week. I majority of my meals are still good. I might have a few bad meals, but majority of my meals are still good. I still get into the gym at least you know a couple times or so, whatever I can do. Versus yeah. not going at all and exactly. still drinking water, things like that. So, so you have these certain staples, these things that are are non negotiables. They're going to happen regardless because you know that. Just what you need to do. It's not even. It's not even a thought of what I need to do. It's just that you want to do it more, more often than not. Anyway, though, and so that's that speaks volumes to what you just said about how important check-ins are every single week. And I've said this before. You say exactly what week it is that you're on. You're on like 130 or something consistent check-ins every single week, whether you're in town, out of town, whatever the case was. You're checking in on that stuff, and that shows that that progress because. You've checked in over and over and over again. Even if it was the same thing every single week, good or bad, you continue checking in. And now your worst week is most people's best week. And that's because when you struggled before, you came back to TLF and you continue to prioritize, I need to check in so I can get to where I want to be. And you're, you're, I mean, the, the proof is exactly in everything you just said. And um, I mean, everybody here, it, can, can hear that. I know Chris has been with me a long time as well. And I, she can say the same thing about her check-ins. She did, she doesn't miss check-ins. I don't remember the last time she just, she missed a check-in either. And it shows in that progress. Um, and, and in the progress of what is a really, really bad week versus like then before she's got started versus now. Um, and I think, and to me, that's the, the biggest statement to say about your longevity and doing this stuff is that you have these certain habits formed that were are never going to go away. Even if you had kids today, you even if you just adopted three kids out of nowhere, you would still drink all your water at least. You'd still you still meal prep. You know, it's going to say it's going to save you money actually in the long term. If you went to McDonald's uh and Burger King twice a day, that's at least $10 a day. So $70 a week, you can go get chicken and rice broccoli, maybe a loaf of bread, all for $50. Even even now with crazy inflation, you can still be saving money with that. So like no matter what happens in your life, I know you're going to maintain most of it. Yeah. That's awesome. Appreciate you sharing, Dexter. Chris, yeah, no problem. You what, Dexter? No, I said no problem. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Chris has said down 57 pounds, never missed a check-in. And I, Chris, it would be the first one to also say that there's been a lot of shitty weeks in there. And that's not, that's not to make a joke against you, but it's, it's true. There's been a, a lot of that, but you've also learned so much in the process. And it's not like you lost 57 pounds a year ago and you've are actually up 30 pounds since then you've maintained all that. And you've had at least a baby in the time that we've been together, um, which is another just speaks kind of volumes to it. So, um, all right. I think, I think we're good. I think I've talked all you guys ear off. I appreciate you all listening and being here as always. If you're listening to the to the replay on the Thriving Lives podcast, I appreciate it as always as well. Hopefully this has been helpful to everybody. Um, Chris has said two years, um, lots of postpartum hormones, times two, laugh out loud. Great call. Thank you. So I appreciate you guys being here. Um, Check-in day is tomorrow. I know every single person on this call is going to be checking in tomorrow, if not tomorrow, Friday morning. Um but yeah, I appreciate you guys being here as always, though. Have a wonderful rest of your week. 
Um, and the upside too, is that even though it's going to be cold the next few days, I'm pretty sure we're probably going to have a couple shitty cold weeks, but eventually it's going to get a little warmer out. The sun's going to be out a little bit longer. And I don't know about you guys, but just like even today with it being rainy, it felt like a spring day. And even though I slept terrible last night, I had an abundance of extra energy just because of that. And um, this this to me is like when New Year's really kind of begins, um, even though we're a couple months into it already. When it starts getting warmer out, the days a little bit longer, you have more energy, you're ready to conquer more stuff. You know, the, the beach or the summer or T-shirt or shorts, weather is coming up. Um, so hopefully that's a little extra motivation to continue killing it or getting back after it. If you're not currently killing it. Um, all right, guys have a great rest of your Wednesday night. I'll see you guys on check-in day.